With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Round, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, we got Nate Christian and Chevin Nooney. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. We are back. Mike's got a signed pylon from Nikhil Harry. I mean, (laughs) it's just incredible. This guy's getting merch for days. Oh, man. New angle. I'm glad we have the new angle to see some new features here. New angle for Mike. New angle for Chev. Look at that. New Mike for Nate. The Dynasty Rewind is upgrading, and I'll tell you what. There's a lot of ways you can help us continue to upgrade. Why does that help us? Well, it helps us because we can make more content for you, which is fantastic. There's a bunch of different ways you can do that. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Of course, there's three different tiers. Go have a look around. Tell me what you think. 10% discount if you sign up for a year. You can go on YouTube, hit subscribe, like our videos, watch our videos. That helps as well. And a five-star review on Apple is always fantastic. And remember, we do not outsource any content at the Dynasty Rewind. Everything you see here is made in-house. So that's right. Let's flock to our first topic, and that is big buys and best values. We're making some trades this week, my friends. So let's do it up. So basically, who doesn't love a good trade? I know everybody has leagues that are like kind of dead right now, right? Yeah. 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 I get it. But we're making two trades each this week. You know, let's try to jumpstart our leagues a little bit. One, we're going to be more of a contending team. The other, we're going to be more of a rebuilding team or maybe a middle-of-the-pack team. We're going to swing for the fences on the big guy. And, of course, we're not going to be talking about Rashad Bateman or Cole Komet this week, Nate. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) We've already covered those guys. (laughs) How did Zach get here so fast when I talked about Rashad Bateman? All right, so Nate. I know you don't like going first, so we're going to go ahead and start with you. Oh, what is your big buy of the? I know you, you like that's going surprising. First. You like going first, right? Sure, sure. Okay. I love going first. You know, and I'm going and trying to buy a big name player, Mike. I'm trying to get a big guy who I can put in my lineup and feel really good about. And I think the guy that I can get right now for a good value at a big buy is DK Metcalf. People are undervaluing DK Metcalf. He's a guy I'm going after right now. I think he's a great buy. We're talking about one of the best receivers in the league. He's only 25 years old. The athleticism is obviously through the roof, and he's proven it on the field. You know, he's put up great stats throughout his first four years. He's a guy that hasn't had a single year with less than 100 targets. He had 100 targets his rookie season. He had 129 targets his second and third season. 
on the dot. And then this past year, with Geno Smith as his quarterback, he had 141 targets. That is a career high. That is a lot of targets for a guy like DK Metcalf to do something exciting with. I love what you know he's doing up there in Seattle. They just signed Geno Smith to a long-term deal. You know, DK is going to be there another three years, and he's going to hit free agency at 28. Man, he's going to hit it right in his prime, be able to go wherever he wants. You know, he, I think he is set up to have an incredible career, both for the Seahawks and whatever team he decides to move to at 28, whether that's the Seahawks and he stays or goes somewhere else, but also an incredible season and career for your fantasy team. I think he's a guy you got to have. You're going to be able to put him in your lineup for five, six, seven more years, and he's going to give you great numbers. You know, he's a guy that can give you those wide receiver one week winning numbers so i'm going after him right now and i think you can get him for great value right now i'm seeing trades like pickens and a 24 first you know to upgrade from pickens and metcalf for a 24 first that is easy money do it easy money you can get him for a first and a second i've seen a 23 first round pick like the 110 and a second round pick making it happen i'm seeing a 24 first and a 24 second make it happen i'm seeing guys like deandre swift go straight up for dk metcalf dk metcalf is being underrated and underappreciated and all he's done is just put up numbers he's the new mike evans yeah you know what i love about this trade nate is not only are you swinging for the fences with your big buy here but this isn't i feel like a lot of times when when we go for the swing for the fences trade, it's for that one year player that mm. we're just trying to get the ship. But this is a trade, you know, this is a circumstance where you're going to have him for a while. Like you said, I mean, realistically, he's 25. We're talking seven to eight years. He could be a viable fantasy asset. He's been healthy throughout his career. I love that they re-signed Geno Smith, was, you know, because obviously there's always questions when a new quarterback comes yeah. in. Geno Smith was fine. Geno Smith was not the problem in Seattle. So I love it. All right, now let's flip it up. We did one big buy. Let's go to a value. And by the way, Nate, you can't blame Bob for um, putting you first this week. That was me. Thank you. Chev, let's go to a value. (laughs) What is your number one value? We're going to rotate between uh, big buys and values here. Keep everyone engaged. Go ahead, Chev. Yeah, what are the odds Nate is going to go first next episode? That is the question I need to be answered. Um, Betting betting favorite? Definitely the betting favorite at the moment. I'll tell you what, I would say so. there is no actual uh, order. set order, but I know a guy that could probably <laughs> make it happen. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you screwed. Sorry, brother. My, my best value is going to be Michael Pittman. This guy is a young wide receiver that has had anything mm. but a stable quarterback and coaching at, since he's been with the Colts. But all he's done is produce the last two seasons. I mean, the guy has been a target hog. 270 targets, 187 receptions, 2,007 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That is a guy that I wanted fantasy football, that guy that gets target heavily. You know, I'd like to see a few more yards added onto there, but I'm not going to be too picky. Last season, he had 99 receptions, and, you know, he probably had the lowest season for as many passes as he's caught ever in fantasy football. I mean, 99 catches. That's what you really are looking for in fantasy football. You want a guy that is just going to get peppered, and that's going to be a target hog on your offense. And, you know, there's just not a lot of talent in that wide receiver room right now. I, I do still think there's some talent there. A lot of talent has left. Paris Campbell, I believe, is gone. And, you know, there's just not much to, to fight with right now. I mean, there's probably going to be a new QB that comes in, hopefully a younger guy that is not a – Brissett or a Matt Ryan or a Carson Wentz. I mean, I hope this guy actually gets a QB that he can grow with 
He's 25 years old. He's a guy that you can count on for the next five years. You've seen the productivity he's had. I really think the future looks really bright with him. I would love to go get a player that is producing at that high level. And, you know, the trades that I'm seeing, you know, you can go out and trade Christian Watson, who Christian Watson's not a guy that is going to have Aaron Rodgers next year. He is mm-hmm. going to have Jordan Love, who, you know, I see a lot of guys in our chat are high on him, but we just haven't seen anything from him yet. He just has not had the opportunity to play. And I don't know if I put my money on Christian Watson to go out there and get it done. I mean, we've seen what Pittman has done. A 23 first, I think you can get him for a 107 and higher. Like, I think the possibility is there. I had a trade today, DJ Moore and the 202 for Pittman. You know, what do you guys think about that? Would you rather have DJ Moore, the guy that is going to Chicago in the 202 or Michael Pittman? See, I think in that opportunity, I would rather have DJ Moore in the 202. I I do rate Michael Pittman higher than DJ Moore, but it's actually, they're kind of almost in the same tier for me. And then I'm getting that 202 on top. So, you know, yeah. whenever you get that extra asset, especially when it's like a top 20 pick, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. And I didn't pull the trigger. I'm still hanging on to DJ Moore in the second. Yeah. And we got 23 first for in Spiller. Like, I believe 107 in Spiller. I mean, shoot, I'd much rather have Michael Pittman. And yeah. 23 third, Rashad Bateman and James Cook. I mean, there's a lot of hype for Rashad Bateman. Who knows if Lamar's <laughs> coming back? Sorry, Nate. Whew. James Cook's another guy we're going to be talking about in a little bit. So I love those trades for Michael Pittman. If you can go get him for that, mm, Mm. I am super thrilled. Phillip Uh, Rivers. (laughs) Phillip Rivers is the name you missed of the quarterbacks throwing to Michael Pittman. That is true. You are correct in one thing, by the way. Paris Campbell is no longer with the Colts. He's a New York Giant. And according to his introductory press conference, he says, I'm going to give them all I got. So four games – you Paris Campbell. <laughs> hey, he also, played a full season last year, didn't he? My bad. Um, Nate, what's uh we got a little unbutton action going there with the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had Ooh. to do it to him. St. Patrick's Day was right around the corner, so I, you know, you gotta get loose a little bit. No, to be quite honest, um I, I wear this sweater over this dress shirt specifically because this dress shirt is actually a little too small for me. But it looks nice, so I can, you know, kind of keep it open, but button my sweater up, and then look, oh, oh yeah, look, oh, look, Nate looks so business casual. <laughs> but then when he gets home, you know, it's got to let loose a little bit. The business casual during the day. And then and casual business. Head of Devi at night, and we see how head of Devi rolls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rewind after dark. Here we come. All right. So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to swing for the fences now, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy Jamar Chase. If we're going to go big or go home, let's go big, man. And this is like Nate's guy, still a young you know, prospect. Well, not a prospect anymore. Still a young player, mm-hmm. but an elite player. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we're thinking of Jamar Chase now. People forget this is what we are thinking about DK Metcalf a few years ago. A lot of people were saying DK Metcalf, dynasty wide receiver one. And some people flip-flop between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson between their dynasty wide receiver one. There's no wrong answer there. Whoever you like better, I don't care, but I'm buying Jamar Chase. So he had a down year for him, finished as wide receiver 11. He played 12 games. He had an injury. I forget what it was. My apologies. He was wide receiver five in 2021 as a rookie. That is really crazy. freaking impressive. He's only 22. So even though this is an all-in play, you're going to have him on your team being mega productive four years to run. 
years to come, sorry, even if he has a career where he's going to taper off, everybody does. If he has a Julio Jones, Julio Jones. <laughs> Julio. Quesadilla. I'm sorry. If he has a Julio Jones type career where he's just a stud for long, and eventually tapers off, but he's still productive. Are you going to complain about that? You're still going to be able to sell him for the name alone later. So some of the trades that I saw for him were the 103 and a 24 first for Jamar Chase and the 111. I don't know where you saw that. DLF. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And listen, all the trades that I put up are I whenever I do trades, they're within the last two weeks. So I try to probably got kicked out of their league for that trade, man. (laughs) So I try to keep them as relevant as possible because you know I don't want to pull one from like November. You know, it's March. It's technically the 21st right now. So give me Jamar Chase and the 111. Like I would do Jamar Chase just for the 103 and the 24 first. But to get the 111 back on top of it, uh, yeah. Pretty sweet. So Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler for Jamar Chase. And I hate giving up two fantastic running backs, guys that could realistically finish as running back ones. But obviously Jamar Chase is going to be on your team a lot longer. So mm-hmm. – yeah, that's a tough one. Chris Olave in the 104 for Jamar Chase. Hate giving up Chris Olave. Hate giving up the 104, but Jamar Chase, man. I'm, I'm going to take the stud wide out. And the 104, 106, and Traylon Burks for Jamar Chase. This one's a little bit tougher because now we're throwing the 106 on top of it. I think I still like Chris Olave better than Traylon Burks, but still, we're getting a guy that a lot of people consider to be last year's rookie wide receiver one. Two mid-round picks. One's a little bit higher, but you're still. I'm still taking Jamar Chase there. I have no problem paying that for Jamar Chase, an elite level prospect. Problem with Traylon Burks is who the heck's going to be this quarterback in the next few years? Like, there's nobody I there. That, I don't Hill trust him this year. Tannehill for at least this year. I don't yeah. trust him, man. I'm telling. Jamar Chase, you got a little Burrow there for a while, so it's a good little tandem to have. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nate. Hi. Hi. This is not a guy that we really talked about too. It's not that we hated him. It's just people were saying, I have the 110. This was last year. They're saying, should I draft Isaiah Spiller or this guy? And our answer was always Jahan Dotson or George Pickens. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but we don't hate players. We hate values. Yes, yes, that is correct. So we don't hate Drake London. We hate values. Nate. Scale this for me so I understand it. What is your best value? Yeah, I'll explain it to you like you're a five-year-old. Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. James Cook is a value. And I know he seems like a sell right now. If, if you have him, I don't have any shares of James Cook, to be quite honest. I completely avoided him like the plague last year because people were picking up in the, in the back half of the first round, and I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, but now he's, he's going for just about nothing. No one wants James Cook. And James Cook quietly had over 500 yards on less than 100 rushes last year, 21 receptions for 180 yards, and was one of the most efficient running backs in very limited, very limited workload. So obviously that efficiency will come down a little bit if he was to see a bit of a more bigger workload. But very efficient. And Devin Singletary leaves. Everyone's like, oh, it's James Cook season. Two hours later, Damian Harris signs with the Bills. 
and everyone's like, never mind, put James Cook back in the closet. We're going to forget about him again. And I don't see why we're saying that. Because, yes, James Cook is limited by Damian Harris being there. But if you ever thought that James Cook was going to be a workhorse running back at five foot ten and 199 pounds, then you're mistaken. And your expectations were completely off. And that's why you were drafting him at the 110, and now you can't sell him for anything where close to that because your expectations were off. And mm-hmm. expectations are everything in fantasy football because everything's based off of value, and value is based off of expectation. And now, we're not expecting James Cook to do anything. But Damian Harris and James Cook are very different running backs. Devin Singletary and James Cook are pretty similar running backs. Now, uh, now Devin Singletary much thicker than James Cook, mm-hmm. but they fulfill a lot of the same roles on an NFL team. Damian Harris now is the complementary back with James Cook. They're not eating into each other's workload. They both have their roles on that team. Devin Singletary and James Cook were eating into each other's workload. Now with Damian Harris there, he is in his role as the the guy between the tackles. He's going to be in the short yardage situations, goal line. James Cook is going to be out there on passing downs. And did you know that in 2022, the Buffalo Bills were passing the ball like all the time? Like all the time. I mean, the Bills were the number three team in team game script and also number one in run blocking. This is an incredible situation for James Cook to be in. And until they draft someone, which they may do, because they seem to always draft another running back to see if it works. And in that case, James Cook will basically be dead to me. But at this point, until there's extra competition there, I don't mind the Damian Harris signing at all. I think it shows us what the expectations of James Cook should be. And I think what that expectation is, is a good flex player at this point with some upside on a week-to-week basis because he's explosive. In 2022, he was second in the league with 5.3 true yards per carry. I have a lot of notes here because I had to figure out how I was going to sell to you James Cook as a value, okay? So true yards per carry gets rid of anything over 10 yards. If you have a 50-yard run, it counts as 10 yards. This is to look at what's your consistent chunk yardage. What are you doing on a consistent basis? doesn't let those big runs inflate that yards per carry. And you could see that happening to a guy like James Cook who has less than 100 rushing attempts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with 5.3 true yards per carry, second in the league, and that takes out those explosive runs. James Cook was actually a very efficient runner in 2022. Limited volume, I do understand. 6.3 yards per touch, which was third in the league for running backs. He was using the running game. juke rate, 21st in the league. And then here's the best one. Despite that true yard per carry taking out those big runs, the breakaway rate, so breakaway runs are 15 yards or more. He had 11 of them in 91 carries for a 12.1% rate, which was best in the league. Had to have been. That's insane. 15 yards on 12% of your carries or more. I mean, come on. That is efficiency. The Bills like what they saw. That's why they got rid of Devin Singletary. They signed Damian Harris to play his role. Don't overthink it. Don't have high expectations. But if you can get James Cook right now, you can get him for a third-round pick. You can get him for throw a throw-in in any trade you're doing right now. He's an easy buy right now because everyone's looking to sell him. This is the time to go get him. I could be wrong if they draft somebody. But unless they draft somebody, this guy's guaranteed some volume, and he's going to be worth it in PPR leagues. I don't hate this. No, these are the moves that you have to make to be competitive. Yeah. You can't just sit idly by. Sometimes you have to take these chances. You just really do. If you give up a third round pick and he's he does good, like there's there's no risk really. The guy before you paid a one ten, like there's really no risk. The risk was already taken, to be honest. You think about it, you could have basically let's put some some names to the pick. 
you could have drafted, say, Jahan Dotson at the 110, right? And now this year you're coming back and you're trading for James Cook with a third-round pick, which is Sam Laporta? Yeah. And Sam Laporta, I'm just throwing it out there, and he's a nice prospect. I like him. But Musgrave might be gone in the third round. But the fact is, you know, James Cook is probably going to help you win a title faster than those guys. Can you stop, please, back there? (laughs) (laughs) His pylon's moving. Yeah, really. Cats messing with everything. Um, so I love where your head is at. Chef, let's go to your big buy. Um, this is a guy that we've been talking about a lot on the Dynasty Room YouTube channel, and rightfully yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Buy him now. What do you got, Chef? Gosh, I really love this guy. I just think he's a huge advantage in fantasy football, and he's only 25 years old. He's a younger tight end that you know has a huge uptick in production after being traded to the Vikings. With the Lions – Big disappointment from where they drafted him. I mean, he had some big games, but then there was games where he just disappeared. Now he's playing for the Vikings, and they're gonna, they've are gonna they been using him like crazy. In 10 games with the Vikings, 60 receptions, 519 yards, three touchdowns. And from week nine and ending with the playoff game, he saw 97 targets. Mm, so basically sick. half a season, he saw 97 targets with them. Like, that is incredible for a tight end. And, you know, he was seeing a lot of targets. He was also seeing a lot of catches in those games. I mean, it wasn't like he was just getting targeted and not catching those. I mean, Kirk Cousins was finding him on first downs as well. Half of those receptions is is where they found him, on first downs. And, you know, to me, that shows he's going to be a key weapon in that offense. It shows that Kirk Cousins trusts him. I don't know if they're eating lunch together or breakfast, but TJ Hawkinson is a guy that I want on my team. I mean, he yeah. ended the season as the tight end two. I mean, he would have been wide receiver 22. So, I mean, that's – I feel like that's really good value for a tight end two where you're going to have to draft him. You know, I don't see a reason why this production is going to stop. I mean, Thielen's gone now. I mean, Thielen wasn't incredible last season, but, I mean, he was good enough. He was good. But I just don't see how he doesn't continue this uptick in production. He's a guy that is trusted. He's a guy that they traded for, and he's a guy that's produced. And when you have our boy Justin Jefferson on the outside, takes a lot of coverage away, that only leaves more room for TJ Hawkinson. So mm-hmm. love TJ Hawkinson. I think he's, he's going to be a cheat code at tight end this upcoming year. It, all the signs prove it for me. And what you can do now is trade a 23 first and a second. Obviously, it's probably going to be a later first and probably a later second if you're competing. Christian Kirk in a second, I would do that to get the advantage there. You don't know what that offense is going to look like with the Jaguars, but Christian Kirk, good player. I still want to go for TJ Hawkinson here. DeAndre Swift, who has fallen out of grace with the Detroit Lions, still love TJ Hawkinson there. Hawkinson, man, I, I just see it, boys. I see him being one of those guys that you can throw in at your tight end position and you're getting wide receiver talent. Yeah. yeah. And – Irv Smith is going to be a non-factor. I think he's still under contract this year. You know, according to our lads, it has him under free agent slash cap casualty. That is the designation that they've given him. But with um, with them losing Adam Thielen, they have Justin Jefferson and they have they have T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, their other starting wide receivers are Jalen Naylor and K.J. Osborne. Now they're going to draft somebody, I'm sure. But still, for right now, these guys got Tristan Jackson. Blake Prohl, it's Ricky Prohl's kid, oh, yeah. all you old heads out there, and my man, Jalen Rager. 
the guy that guaranteed a victory over the Eagles last year, by the way. Ah. Bold strat for not even playing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think he returned a punt, and I think he did nothing with it because that's what he does. So now we're going to talk about someone, and I need you to hear me out on this. This is my value, and that's Adam Thielen. Now, the value is predominantly targeted towards a rebuilding team. Again, this is going to sound crazy. You'll think, Mike, why are you bugging? But let me explain. He's an aging player, but he did sign a three-year deal with Carolina. Okay? Nate, I see you. I expect them to draft someone. This wide receiver room is not great. It's filled with neat Christian favorites like Terrace Marshall, Mr. Chenault, Shai Smith, and Preston Williams. Woo! Let's go. So there's a lot of question marks down there. He's the only guy that is not a question mark. To me, he's an exclamation point. Oh, that was great. I don't think he's going to be a smash play. Okay, he's not going to be a wide receiver one anymore in his career. Of course, it's always possible somehow, but I doubt it's going to happen. I think he's going to be what we thought Jarvis Landry was going to be last year. Just a super solid startable wide receiver three or flex play. He's a good grab for a contending team with limited draft capital. Um, you, Sorry. Starting that over. It's a good grab for a contending team with limited or a team with limited draft capital. You can use to acquire things. If you don't like what's there late in the draft, Grab Adam Thielen. I'm going to get to his value in a second. And here's the thing. Even if you're a rebuilding team, you can't lose forever. Rebuilding doesn't mean constant state of losing. Eventually, you have to get guys into your lineup. You have to get guys that other league makes notice. If you have a guy that's popping off in your starting lineup that you acquired cheaply and then you move him for additional assets, that's part of winning. Okay, these are the moves that you have to make. Okay, he was wide receiver 30 last year, one spot ahead of Drake London, everybody, 716 yards and six touchdowns. Okay, that's not bad for 31 at the time you're old wide receiver. Okay, so he's better than Drake London. We know that. Let's look at some of these trades that we had for him. Jeremy Ruckert in the 404 for Adam Thielen. I'll take I mean, Adam yeah, yeah. The 407 for Adam Thielen. I mean, you got to at that point, right? You throw record into that deal too, I guess. This this was a separate <laughs> I'll just I mean, sure. Throw record on there. <laughs> sure. Why not? The 405 and a 24 fourth for Adam Thielen. So the consensus is a fourth round draft pick. And this is why, to me, even on a rebuilding team, this makes sense. You're buying to sell. Okay, and if you think that if you think that's dumb, then anybody that's ever bought a rental property and flipped it for profit, they're stupid too. This is the same thing. You're just applying that to fantasy football. That's all. I will definitely spend a ton of fourth round picks, throw them at players like this, and just hope that something good happens. It is a fourth round draft pick, people. Don't overthink it. Get Adam Thielen on your team. Okay, so some honorable mentions. I just want to throw out there, guys that I think their value is a little depressed right now. You can just get cheap. I'm not going to go into it too much. Just want to name some names for you. Mac Hollins for Atlanta. They have Kyle Pitts, and then they have the greatest wide receiver of all time, Drake London. Not much else. Mac Hollins had a decent year with the Raiders last year. Go get Mac Hollins. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is productive. They need another good wide receiver in Dallas. Yep. Uh, Josiah DeGora, currently the only tight end on the Green Bay Packers roster. Tyler Algier, another Atlanta Falcons player, quietly at 1,000 yards last year as a rookie. Curtis Samuel, 
from Washington. Almost 700 yards, bunch of rushing yards. He's cheap as well. And my man, Devin Singletary. You know why? Because he has his role. That could be the pass catching back, Damian Pierce, could be the between the tackle guys. There you go. Devin Singletary, always a good flex play. He's like 10 points a week, solid every freaking week. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Should we do it again in a couple days? We should. Absolutely. Takes every single inch of it. Oh. I like that my mixer's over here now. I don't like it. I can't see what you're doing. I know. CEO is sneaky. Does anyone else have anything else to add before we depart for the evening? No. Good no. vibes only. <laughs> Good vibes only. If you want better vibes, go definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash times rewind. Check out all of our amazing sponsors. We got SeatGeek. Underdog. Underdog. Sorry, I'm blanking. I got to write this stuff down. Underdog, use promo code Rewind for 100% match up to $100. Check out our new merch on Spreadshop. Link is down below. Until next time, everybody, for Chev and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Hit us with that five-star review. See you, everybody.